Hi, and welcome to Sister Strong, a podcast and video series all about possible. I am your host, Betsy Wiersma. These podcasts and videos are our chance to share ideas, insights, and experiences to help all people as we stand together for health and happiness. These are ideas for your toolkit. So try them on and see what works for you, inspires you, and helps you on your journey. Today, we're so blessed to have the amazing Flossie O'Leary today on our podcast and video. Welcome, Flossie. Oh, thanks, Betsy. Thanks for having me. And thanks for doing this. Thanks for even before we were in this world, like this uh, AC after COVID world, um, you were bringing sisters together locally and internationally um, through this digital network. And it's imp- it's needed now more than ever. So thank you. Oh, Flossie, we're so glad to have you. And Flossie and I go in the way back machine, I would call that. We go way back to, um, she has been a supporter of the Camp Experience Network here in Colorado. Um, but she has so much to say about thoughtful and innovative, I'd like to end, and add to that, uh, leadership and leadership in times of, of change. Uh, so Flossie, tell everybody a little bit about you so they kind of you know, understand where you're coming from. And then we're going to explore like, you know, three or four tips that you might have to kind of share and speak into people these days. Sure. Um, I think of it in maybe three ways right now. It's like um, what we do for ourselves. Like um, I really believe that you can't lead others unless you lead yourselves. Um, And really leadership is not about us. It's really about others. It's always about others. If it's about us, then it's self-serving. When people say like effective leadership, I kind of laugh because effective means about like achieving your goals. And it's, I like to think of it as affective leadership. It's about influencing others. Um, And, and affect also has this sense of, um, like emotion as part of it, right? Um, The word itself. And so part of why you can't lead others till you lead yourself means, and and Betsy, you know this from Camp Sister Kathy Hawk, right? You know, what are those tools that help you um, ensure that that internal self-talk isn't bringing you down, but because you're aware of it, you can change those patterns and move forward with something that you're intentional and want to, instead of just reacting to fear, right? So, in, in terms of what those tools you can do for your own self-care are, some of them, it, it's whatever works for you. Like we look at Betsy, what an amazing artist. Look at just behind her, right? So art is one of those great ways. For me, it's journaling. And a lot of times at moments like this in the world, I'll wake up, I like when it's a little dark and I'm on the couch and I'll journal. And usually journaling is creative for me or reflective, but at this time I like to call it my fear journal. If I can get it out of my head and put it down, then it doesn't control me anymore. So everybody has different ways, exercise, meditation, mindfulness, but know what works for you and really employ it right now. Because what you want to do is almost like Think of yourself as an archaeologist. You want to excavate what are those things that are really scaring you in here and get them out because then you can retool them. Um, I'll give you two examples from my little like meltdowns or fear as a result of this. One was, um, well, I have asthma, right? So poor Scott, he's downstairs. He's probably listening to this. Like I, he comes in the house and I greet him with the, I've made my own like um, um 
bleach and water uh, combination um, with bamboo paper towels that I've had for months, you know, and everything gets wiped down because I feel like afraid that I'm more likely to get this because it's a, a very respiratory induced kind of uh, virus, right? Um, so knowing that, then I kind of can work with that. So now like one of the things I'm reminding myself is like, I'm strong. My body is a natural healer. I'm trusting that. And my lungs are resilient. I think about when Camp Sisters, um, Jeannie and Jerry and I, you know, trekked up to Everest Base Camp together. I was asthmatic then too, and I did great. So focusing on what I know works and, and actually just relanguaging around the things that um, scare me. So a couple times a day, I remind myself, I'm going to take a couple slow, deep breaths because my lungs are amazing and I'm going to fill them with oxygen and they're going to heal me. Okay, so I want to unpack that a little bit because people are like, <laughs> I know she said about 500 things in there and I want to get every single one of them because Flossie's really smart. So I'm going to go back a little bit. So what I'm hearing you say, you know, feeding back to you is the leadership starts with ourselves and that the kindness that we do here in this time or in any time, you know, because I think as much as right now, it's this incredibly new situation called global lockdown over virus, right? Like, who knew, but tomorrow it's going to be whatever it is. And many times in our life, we're always going to have time where whether it's an external factor or an internal factor or something in our home or our family, something's going to upset the apple cart. All right. Mm -hmm. So this toolkit we are building now will have an affect because you are the ripple affect. You got it. On the world, because we will start, we will learn this tool of starting with ourselves, whether it is the breathing, the, the, mantra, I am whole and great, and my lungs got me up two-thirds of the way up Everest. I think I can do this. I have bleach, will travel, and I will disinfect my husband. Um, Whatever it is, you can take little baby steps at any moment you need it to take that extra breath and to remind yourself. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing is the first step is we start with ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel very smart because you're like a university style and you have lots of degrees. So yay. Okay. So that's the first thing we're going to start. We're going to like put our oxygen mask on first. We're going to do the things that nurture ourselves. And I loved what you were talking about is we're going to go inside to really figure out what we are made of and what we stand for. So now um, we're starting this process. What would we do next floss or what, what's kind of our next thought now is we want to contribute to the leadership of our organization, our tribe, our neighborhood, our family. Absolutely. So um, we're in spring right now, so it's a great metaphor. You know, a lot of times we talk about plants in winter, they go dormant or they root down and then they spring up. So if you do that self-care and root down, when you spring up, um, I want us all to think about where are the um, opportunities or gifts or silver linings in a stressful and crisis uh, pandemic like we're in today. And so... um, and, and we know as sisters, um, what is that expression, Bets? Um, necessity is the mother of invention. So yes. of course she's uh-huh. a mother, right? Because yeah. she's a sister. Right? Well, we're the sister of invention in our tribe, but yes. Exactly. Most of our sisters are mothers. Um, anyhow, so um, so if we know that uh, that um, there are, are going to be gifts and opportunities that are going to happen now that would have not happened because of the pressure of this new situation, right? And let me just give you a couple examples from organizations that I work with. So one, um, Clinica Tepeyac that I work with um, is 
providing healthcare to underserved, marginalized, vulnerable populations. And so one of the things they wanted to do, and they wanted to do this for a couple of years, is to really integrate more telehealth in their delivery of care because a lot of times lower income community members have difficulty with transportation, but it's just so much. And with the government and Medicaid, like, ah, right? So in, um, in, the, in last week, they implemented it. Really they, got, they got the state department that handles Medicaid for Colorado to approve it. And as of yesterday, they started to offer um, medical visits and behavioral health. So if you have like depression or anxiety calls and video consultations um, for community members so they can stay home and protect their families from not being out and being in a clinic where there are other sick people, right? They can do that for a, an assortment of issues from like rashes to if you're a diabetic, you know, it doesn't even have to be if you think you might have um, the symptoms of COVID. And of course, if you do, they won't definitely want you to do it by telehealth because then they can direct you to um, where to go in your local community to get tested, right? So you don't have to come to them. Just one great example. I'm calling that a miracle. It is a miracle. And in like, you know, seven days or business days, you know, it happened from when they started it last week to when it took effect and it's being reimbursed. Now it's not reimbursed at the same level and it's still, they're still losing some money in it, but they're getting some money for it. And they're allowing to um, people to get care where they are. They're meeting their clients where they are. Isn't that a gift? That's Yeah, that's, that's huge. And you know, that's what I, I love pointing out like um, there's at least three or four camp sisters. I'll call out uh, Lisa at Iyengar Yoga. I'll call out Lindy who has Pilates who have always said, yeah, I want to do online classes that it's really painful. I don't know how to do it. They are up with 30, 50 people in their classes. They, um, Lindy is seeing clients online and has the same payment schedule. Uh, Lisa's doing tipping and, um, and Marie Chavez from Hair People is working on uh, curbside pickup hair kits. And, you know, like I have seen so much innovation in two weeks, and in cor- including our Camp Experience Network that had to turn every single thing we have ever done to yeah, online, right. um, including, you know, moving our big, biggest fundraiser, as you know very well. I'm just trying to think about me modeling all the donated duds clothes and being in my basement saying, who wants this cute shirt? $5, $5 for the charity. Uh, so hopefully we're not going to go that far. Okay. We have time for like another one. So if you were going to say one more area, so we take care of ourselves, right? We right. know that innovation and blessing and some things are going to be a catalyst. The, the weird uh, need and the amazingness of this situation is going to be a catalyst for some blessings. What would be a third one plus? Yeah, so um, I would say it's about um, giving permission for others to do the same. So if we use my spring metaphor, you know, if the self-care is kind of rooting down um, and then we spring out, right, with this ability to look at crisis and see opportunity in it because we're no longer afraid, because we've done that self-care and that inner work, then as we do that, we also help the people around us and give them permission to do the same. And can I just give you a couple quotes that inspire me about that, that I love, Bets? Yes, of course. Okay. So uh, one, um, and those of us in, um, in the clarity world know Dr. Joe Dispenza, but the way to transform the world is to tra- transform ourselves and give others permission to do the same. And those of us who've been fans of Marianne Williamson since well before she ran for president, but when, um, you know, the Nelson Mandela quote from his um, 
inaugural speech um, that he was quoting her from is that our light, um, we're meant to have our light shine, right? So it says, um, as you let your light shine, you give permission for others to do the same. As you are, as you liberate your own fear, your presence liberates others. Wow. And yeah, I might just add with one more because this really, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. gets to. Um, you have no limit of, on quotes. There's no limit on quote in this oh, series or um, podcast. I spent a little time this weekend um, rereading a couple of my favorite quotes from the book Man's Search for Meeting by Viktor Frankl. And of course, oh, those I love you- that book. No, right. I and I didn't know this, Beth. I didn't know this, Betts. The um, U.S. Library of Congress names it among the top mo- 10 most significant books ever. Wow. Ever, right? Yeah, I'm so glad you said that out loud. Say that again. Man's Search for Meeting by Viktor Frankl. And it's the story of a Holocaust survivor. It is. And he's also, um, he, well, he's deceased now, but he was also a, um, a therapist. And so the book was written not right after the Holocaust, but a number of years later, where reflecting back on both his experience in the concentration camps and his work with people after that, he kind of distilled from there, like kind of really three things. I don't know if I can remember them all top of mind, but that give us meaning in life. And, um, But one is love, unconditional love, the people we love. One is creating something. It could be our businesses. It could be art. And then, and um, uh, two of them are kind of related to our purpose. And one is like a purpose in life, right? So um, they're all kind of interrelated. But his comment is, and I think this relates today because I think a lot of us feel like we have no control on this situation. When we are no longer able to change the situation, we are challenged change ourselves oh boy right. especially i've been listening to audiobooks in um uh, audible and a lot of the stories i've been listening to have been holocaust time um in poland and in in the netherlands where my family was from and um and that really rings so true um it's funny i had just gone through two books from that time of life so being quarantined in my own home with my craft room after yeah. hearing the stories of people who had absolutely nothing and were living in cellars with you know a bucket of water um I, oh. it just really is a good perspective um shift um and i'm going to add the sage wisdom of my morning tea uh possible yogi tea quote which is which i think fits with everything you said today your strength is your own belief Absolutely. Your strength is your own belief. And as you know, this is part of something we call Sister Strong in my Love Wins shirt. Uh, Sister Strong, which is all of us standing together. And Flossie, you have been such a great contributor as a leader, as our fire ceremony, uh, and weaver, as a committee member, as a visionary. Um, Tell people how to find you and get a hold of you. Oh, wow. Thanks, Betts. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is, um, but it's a long email, is uh, my business is called The Ripple Affect because it's about affecting positive change. So it's not a typo. So it's a, it's a long email, though. It's flossie at rippleaffectllc.com. Um, or you could always call me or connect with me through Betsy and the Sisterhood. Great. Well, all those links are here, listed right here with this podcast and video. Um, Flossie, we love and appreciate you so much. Thank you for all that you are. And thank you all for listening to Sister Strong, a podcast and video series about possibility. 
We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, which are women with voices for good, who are doing good and having fun and affecting positive change in the world. I changed that up to use that affect, Flossie, which is Flossie, affect TM, Flossie idea. Um, <laughs> please share our helpful messages and ideas and connections with anybody looking for positive energy, hope, and unconditional love. I am your host, Betsy Wiersma.